and welcome to another episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. And I am Donald Weigel. Hey there, Donald Weigel. So, uh, in the last episode, uh, our listeners got the opportunity to hear my amazing, inspiring, unlikely story of success. I was inspired. I was almost too inspired, frankly. (laughs) Um, Sometimes the amount of inspiration you give off is almost cloying, you know, I know what I mean? I know, it's kind of like an eclipse. You have to like look through a shoebox to look yeah. at me, like not directly, so that you can see the inspiration without burning your retina. Kind yeah, of, you know what yeah, I mean? kind of like that, yeah. A little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? Not going to yeah. lie. Um, so uh, today we are going to focus on your origin story. Just like any good husband, I focused on her first. And now, <laughs> oh God! Now she's going to focus on me. Yeah. Um, so, um, you were interviewed on the Half Size Me program, episode three zero nine. Episode three zero nine. Yes, eight six seven five. Three zero nine. Three zero nine. Don's on episode three zero nine. Now I, we're gonna have to pay royalties on that song. Now I think. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, Anyway, so uh, we we talked about my experience uh, with uh, with food and uh, my habits a little bit, and uh, so t- today we're going to talk about you. Oh so boy! When did you realize that food was delicious? I don't want to feed you questions. I don't want to assume that you think food is delicious. You don't want to lead me in the direction of thinking food is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I. I have always thought food was delicious. <laughs> I I don't remember a time before I I was uh, I, I don't remember a time when I wasn't hungry. Uh, frankly, there there may be a few Thanksgivings where I I ate and ate and ate, or possibly all you can eat buffets where I ate enough to where I wasn't hungry for maybe an hour. Um, but I other than that, I pretty much have been obsessed with food my entire life. So do you think that that came organically from just who you were, or was that something that you think you were exposed to? I, I ponder this all the time, and it's it's a nature-nurture question, and I, I really don't know. I can't, I can't fathom, I, I really can't separate the two because it's me, and it feels like it's biology. I mean, it feels like no amount of habits that I change stops me from being hungry all the time. Uh, even after losing 101 pounds, 101.7 if we're being technical as of this morning, um, it it doesn't seem to matter. I'm still, you know, I I eat a comfortable amount of food and have eaten a comfortable amount in order to lose this weight, but I am still hungry constantly. Like, how was food presented to you as a kid? Was it just sort of an open kitchen thing, or was it, you know, no Billy? For some reason, your parents call you Billy. No Billy. <laughs> no, you've got to eat an apple first, Billy, they said. Um, <laughs> Which is why you didn't respond. I, I don't think... Yeah, they were... They kept calling me Billy, which was the weirdest part. Um, I don't... I don't remember being forced to eat anything really um other than there was definitely an attitude of there are poor children who would love to have this food you better finish it all and that certainly may contribute to my desire to eat everything on my plate um definitely i came from a family we we played a lot of games uh 
and I don't mean like mind games with each other. <laughs> I mean, <Whoa>. I mean <laughs> my family was good at mind games. We played a lot of cards, um, contract gin rummy and 500, and we played Yahtzee, and we played uh, um, a lot of board games and things like that, and there were always snacks involved with that, and it, you know, my grandparents always had big tubs of wise potato chips around, and my grandmother was an amazing baker and always made uh, homemade rolls and, and sugar uh, she called it sugar cooher, which was. Oh my gosh, that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to get into a <laughs> giant description of what let's, sugar let's cooer. Let's sexy is, talk some delicious pastries. Let's, shall yeah, we? on a on a weight loss podcast, weight loss fitness podcast, we're not going to lure people into eating pastries, but um, trust me, it was it was awfully good, um, and you know all kinds of uh, delicious baked treats, cookies and and brownies and so just like normal meat and potatoes, like. Yeah, and I guess I'm maybe getting a little off topic, but um, yeah. We'll do an extra paid uh, podcast that we just talk lusciously about delicious food. Describe food into a microphone. I'll I'll read my grandfather's babka recipe to you. (laughs) Um, So food was just sort of part of your lifestyle, but it was also just something that you were really drawn to. Um, What, uh, when did your weight become an issue? You know, I was... I feel like there was there were times when I was a kid where I was thin, but I think kind of always. Um, I I played I played a lot of baseball as a kid, and I think I was even then relatively heavy. And um, I want to say middle school years, I really got heavy, and it didn't get any better through high school. Um, and, you know, of course, that's when you least or when you most want to be attractive to the... To who? Uh, the opposite sex. Who? The, you, you hadn't met me, so I don't understand. The ladies. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so other, there were other women? No. Okay, that's another... Never. Okay, let's just, okay, never, let's just uh, par- I, put that in the parking I, lot. I imagined you <laughs> until you appeared, <laughs> is what happened. Poor, poor guy. Um... So, uh, so your weight was an issue in high school, and then I know, uh, because I actually know you as a person, <laughs> um, I know that you started working at a health food store, which is actually where I met you. Did uh, How did that sort of change your trajectory? Well, I, I became vegetarian at that time after... Uh, having lots of arguments with other with people who were vegetarian when I wasn't and eventually they convinced me I should go but um it didn't really surprisingly uh didn't actually help me lose any weight it turns out it's possible to you know eat a lot of bread and a lot of spaghetti and uh um I wasn't much of a drinker but you know you can still drink a lot of beer and be a vegetarian and you know, French fries and potato chips and all of those things can still help you keep weight on. Um, there were definitely times in my in my youth where I tried to lose weight and I, I would have some success, but, you know, always whatever I was doing wasn't sustainable. Well, and I remember, too, when I met you, I think you were doing can't remember exactly when it was, but you had lost a bunch of weight and you, uh, you had actually gone vegan for a while and were eating like black bean stew for breakfast and lunch and dinner and like lifting weights and being super hardcore. Like, do you, how do you feel like that went for you? Well, it, it went really well for a while. 
Um, and even for a few years, I was able to uh, get down pretty thin and, and stay pretty thin. But it's one of those things where I was doing this weird, my own sort of modified vegetarian version of Atkins where I was eating a lot of you know protein-based tofu um, uh, meat substitutes is what how I should have finished that sentence. Tofu, um, veggie burgers, but like high, just you know, ones that were higher in protein, lower in carbohydrate. And um, I lost a lot of weight. I kept it off. I could eat. I could eat a good amount of food, and you know, try and get full um, on that plan. But there's always that part of me that missed sugar, and and. As soon as I opened the floodgates to a little bit of sugar, a little bit of bread, a little bit of starch, a little bit of you know rice, flour, pasta, as soon as I brought any of that stuff back in, it was it was off. And you know, even though I was able to do that for a few years, it you know my weight came back with a vengeance, and I I got you know I gained everything I had lost back and added some to it. Well, and I think. You know, and I know this podcast is sort of about couples and relationships. And, you know, when I moved out to California after you went to graduate school, um, you were pretty slender. And I think I, in the last episode, talked about being, uh, you know, thanks to diet pills, had gotten down to a pretty low weight. Um, but how do you think uh, entering the working world affected, you know, and, and being in a relationship, um, how do you feel like that affected your, your eating habits? Well, it's a few things. We we were um, we were just starting out, and I was just starting out in my career. You were just starting out in yours, and we did not have a lot of money. And minimum wage was extraordinarily low back then. And I um, I started working in the movie business, and you know you can't really do it anymore. Um, but back then there were plenty of companies that would take advantage of young, hungry, uh, kids who were hungry for work and hungry for <laughs> literal food. and figurative. And, hungriness. um, so I was, I was working six days a week, um, making $200 cash under the table. Um, and you know, those were not short days, uh, 12 hour days. And, I could barely pay my rent, and there was lots of free food though on the on yeah. the set. Um, there is catering, there is craft service, and it is really hard. You know, you're there, you're hungry, you're you're there for ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen hours, and um, I didn't have a lot of money. I'll stop speaking in the second person, like I'm saying you're <laughs> there, and the it, it just I have I caved to it and. I was like, I can't afford not to eat this food. They yeah. are offering me free meals, and I've got to take them. And they were not the healthiest of meals. Well, and as uh, your career has progressed, and, I mean, we've been uh, together in Los Angeles for almost, or just over 20 years now, um, what, you know, as a working adult, as a, you know, someone who's in the movie industry, which, again, demands long hours, um, what would you say in the last 20 years have you done to try to lose weight or get in shape? I've kind of done, yeah, I've done, uh, Weight Watchers. I've done, um, uh, well, I've done Weight Watchers a few times. I've, I've tried on my own 
to do my own plan. I've I've tried going to the gym. Um, I had a personal trainer like you did, who, you know, I had pretty good success with for a while. But you know, again, it was like I was I was trying to go to him five or sometimes six days a week, and uh, he would he would have me eating, you know, making these smoothies for two meals and then eating a sensible meal for the third one. And, you know, I think some days I was eating 1,200 calories. And, again, eventually I, I caved, and I, I started resenting the exercise. I started resenting the lack of food, and I couldn't stick with it. It, it just wasn't sustainable um there was just no way i was gonna maintain that forever i i was good for i shouldn't say that i was i was solid on it for maybe a year and lost some lost some decent weight but um there was just no way i was gonna live like that forever well and i think too you know we had become parents and you going to go uh, to a trainer a number of days a week. We didn't have very much time together. I know it was kind of a stressful time. And, you know, and I, I definitely know that I played a role in your not going to the trainer anymore. Um, you know, I think that that ties into, you know, you want to bring someone to your level. Either you can bring someone down to your level or help rise them up to your level. And I think I wanted to, uh, you know, misery loves company, and I wanted some company because I was miserable. And um, you know, and food was a comfort, I think, for me. And you, uh, you gaining weight, or you, you know, giving in to indulgences and going out to eat and that kind of thing, like made me feel better about what I wanted to do. Um, do you feel like I uh, sort of led you astray there? Yeah, I I do, and not to throw you under the bus in a public forum but um (laughs) definitely like i still was i still was trying to go and see him um still trying to stay on the path of fitness and you know but at the same time i think i was i was leaving you as a single parent a lot of that time and you know i i work a lot of hours when i'm on a tv show or a movie and you know it generally a minimum of of 55 60 hours in a week and a lot of weeks we're looking at 70 to 80 and then you know trying to come home and spend 45 minutes or an hour with a trainer on top of that you know I, I wasn't around and I understand what happened but you know we at the same time you know I hear what you're saying and I think that we've had a history of, of kind of whenever one of us wants to be hardcore, the other one oftentimes would drag the other one down. And, um, I think thankfully we've gotten past that and on the same page, but I think it's hard when you're a couple and you don't both want the same thing at the same time. No. And for sure. I mean, there's definitely been times when you've been, you know, uh, you know, running a a few miles and I'm not doing anything active, you know, we've been in sync at times and then out of sync. Um, you know, I started, uh, this plan that I'm on now in January of 
2016. And I know at that time you were not into uh, to health. Yeah, I had no interest at all in restricting what I was eating in any way or doing any exercise. And I had just decided that I was done with the struggle and that I was just going to eat whatever I ate and um, sit around as much as I wanted. And I was just going to get as big as I got. And I did. I got to my biggest weight ever. And... Um, Early 2016, um, I had a routine doctor's checkup and had to have blood work done. And doctor said, guess what? You've got type 2 diabetes. Party, being a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, so all of that uh, eating whatever I wanted got me type 2 diabetes. And it does not run to my family. Um, it was not something I was prepared for and did not expect that sort of a consequence and the doctor said look you know you do what you want but if I were you I would lose a bunch of weight because uh, you can go blind you can lose a limb and those are uh, not fun things to do no it turns out well and I think you know for me kind of going back like I was always the healthy obese morbidly obese person my blood work was always great my blood pressure was always good and I always saw that as like oh it's not a big deal like oh my pants my size 22 pants must have shrunk like it's not because I'm eating all the food and you know that I darn think dryer shrinks those I, pants oh my gosh so many god Maytag man oh oh that guy um but I think you know, it's all fun and games until literally, like, your leg could go away. And I, I think for me, there were so many years where I was like, oh, but I'm healthy-ish. You know, what I what I perceived as healthy. And I think for you, too, it was like, I'm, and I am very grateful for it. But your doctor giving yeah. you that diagnosis. And I've always had very low cholesterol and things like that. And I, I didn't, I know, I didn't think I was in any any real danger. And then here it was, like, in black and white, you know actual well i was about to say actual alarm bells going off but no it was just the doctor saying <laughs> hey get it together uh, or you are in trouble you know and i've got a wife and daughter and people who count on me and i i would like to be around for them for a long time and you were tired all the time all the time like Nappy yeah. McNapperson. Yeah, on the weekends, especially when I was able to, I would I would nap constantly and nap hard. Felt like I needed <laughs> nap hard. Yes, <laughs> I should have had a license plate that said nap hard and all of that. But you know, I pouted about it. I I got upset. I you know I woe is me id. Is that a thing? Yes. Um and. You know, Catherine had already, at that point, been listening to some podcasts and, and had gotten her head on straight, as my father likes to say. And, you know, I turned to her and I was like, you know, I guess my life's over. I guess I can't eat anything enjoyable and I, I guess I have to spend my all my free time at the gym. And she's like, you know what? You don't have to do that. Why don't you just start by figuring out how many calories you're eating right now? Just establish a benchmark. This will count as your first step towards losing weight. It's like, huh? That's well, but you were like, you and I am the same way. You do not take advice with open arms. You're uh, one. I don't think as a couple, either of us like to be lectured. Um, but definitely trying to figure out a way to 
one, make you optimistic or help you be optimistic. Uh, and two, figuring out ways where it wasn't like, this is the end of my life. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I really though credit you for giving me suggestions. Like, how about you just take a five minute walk, you know, start there. Like you don't have to go immediately to my life is over and I'm eating nothing. Um, you know, so I, I got a Fitbit, um, to count steps and I started tracking calories and figured out, you know, that I was, I was pulling in, you know, over 4,000 a day and I didn't think I was eating that much. I would look around me at other people and it didn't seem like I was eating any more than anyone else, but turns out I was eating a lot of calories and I was not moving very much. And I started at, I was probably getting three or 4,000 steps in an entire day and you know, it was like, well, why don't you try and get five? Why don't you try and get 6,000? You know, why don't we, before work, we'll get up in the morning and we'll do a 15-minute walk together. Well, and I remember, I mean, not to throw, if this, is, if this is the bus throwing, I remember being like, let's walk Bridget to school or whatever. Like, What's that going to do? It's not going to do anything. It's like five minutes. Who even cares? Who even cares about walking her to school? Yeah, no, so it was, that, was, that was how I sounded. You know, we drove everywhere, like... Yeah, anyway, I mean, we're we, going to do more of an episode on uh, <laughs> on where we walk. We we live, you know, we live just around the corner or down the street a bit from a a shopping plaza with a Rite Aid and some other things, and we would drive over there all the time. It would take us like twenty minutes to pull into traffic and then circle the parking lot, and we could have walked there and back <laughs> ten times. But that's another episode. But so so you're saying you didn't have to do anything extreme? You weren't? Were you eating eleven hundred calories a day and crying? No, not at all. And and at first I just. You know, I went from four thousand. I was like, "Let's just see what happens if I if I go down to three thousand. And you know, I had some success, and I realized I could manage it. And then it was like, "Oh, how about twenty eight hundred? Is that steps or calories? Calories. Okay. How about you know? How about you reduce your calories twenty eight hundred? And I lost a little bit of weight that way. And I was like, "Well, if I can lose this much doing twenty eight, why don't I try twenty five hundred? And it it just I gradually went down, and I. I do 2,000 calories a day now, which is still a reasonable amount of food. And, you know, I'm still trying to lose a little bit. Um, How much have you lost I as have of lost, today? I, I've lost 101.7 pounds. He's an inspiration. An inspiration. <laughs> and um, I I realized that, you know, take doing it gently, in, gently increasing what I was doing, increasing my steps, my, my daily step goal is now 20,000 a day. And, well, and I think that your competitive streak really yeah, plays into having a Fitbit too. Absolutely. And I, I'm in a Fitbit challenge uh, every week where I routinely will get, you know, 100 to 120,000 steps in a week and, you know, come in eighth or seventh out of 10 people. And, you know, at some point I'm going to win this challenge. <laughs> well, and what, um, so it sounds like you've really made a lifestyle change. Um, yeah. And, and you know, we've said before, it's, it's not about reaching a finish line. It, it, it's about doing things that I can do forever. And I know forever sounds scary and it's a long time, but it's more about, that's what it is. I mean, it's not about, it's not about being on some quick diet with an interesting name. That's going to have you drop 20 pounds in two weeks. Um, that, that, you know, you're going to, as soon as you go off the diet, you're going to bring it back. It's got to be about about changes you can 
work into your life and that are going to make you happy. I I still eat Pringles. I eat Doritos. I eat cheese. And but I just eat I eat a small amount of it, like small-ish amount of it, and I count the calories and I work it into my my 2000. And You're basically like the human Dorito just in like a smaller bag like yeah, the not little like a the little fun size, size bag <laughs> not not the family size not the Costco uh, no, but Dorito I, bag but i think that, that that's your your true nature is the nature of the Dorito and <laughs> <laughs> tell me more tell me more about no, the nature of the Dorito like, you know we can talk about our fantasy selves like eating sadness foods you know but i think both of us really like food and we like junk food and Pretending like we're these perfect specimens of fitness and health, you know, is not, that's not who we are. No. And being able to be mindful, be healthy-ish, and still go out for pizza every once in a while. Um, yeah, know. and I, I think that's the message. I think that's the, what I'd like to get across is that, that you don't have to be perfect. And, you know, you can still live your life and you have to still live your life and, and you can be the way you want to be. Well, and I think most of all, too, is, you know, I think I used to get mad when people would say, like, moderation and just move a little bit more and it's like no there's got to be a better way like there's got to be a quick fix there's got to you know i'm not doing enough just by parking in the far parking spot and walking well guess what that is better than what you're doing now exactly and i think you know um you know i don't think either of us know if this is forever and i think in the past we would be maybe victims of circumstance like oh we're too busy at work oh we're too overwhelmed with x y or z and we can't fit it into our lives but I feel like at this point, you motivate me. Like, it's this didgeridoo of motivation. Like Yeah, and you motivate me. You know, when one of us doesn't want to get up for the walk, I don't want to be the one to, to say, I don't want to do it. So, because I'm <laughs> beholden to you. Well, and, and the same here. You know, I see him cutting off his calorie point and, you know, sticking to his goals. And, you know, if I do have a bad day, which I do more frequently, I think, than he, he does, um, you know, I'm back on track the next day. And I tell him about it. I don't eat in secret anymore. I, you know, I let him know that I've had some issues with, you know, butter cookies. uh, And (laughs) which is a whole other thing. The butter cookie issues. This will be a future episode. But uh, there's no guarantee in any of this. Um, We are, you know, there's no finish line. We're not this perfect couple that, you know, finally has it figured Mm. out. But staying accountable, talking about it, weighing in, being honest about what's happening with our, our lives and our our situations, I think is hopefully what's going to help us keep on this track. Because there is no guarantee. There's no finish line. There's no, like, end credits. This is a horror movie. And the, uh, you know, Jason is going to come back over, over and, and over and over, and over again, again, trying to kill us. <laughs> and in and this case, Jason is our our bag na- of Doritos. <laughs> nature nature to eat whatever we want and not move. Because that's not going anywhere. I'm not going to suddenly be a magic person who just likes to eat okra because it ain't going to happen. So. Would you say another way to put it is that we only look thin? Oh, see what ah, you did I brought it back around. Oh, there we go. I think that that is a good place to stop for this episode. Uh, Donald, thank you so much for your 
inspiration. Thank you for your inspiration. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, so uh, our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about our feet and stepping with them. <laughs> and how you might also be able to step with your feet if you're a footed American. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you so much, Donald. Thank, thank you for listening. We, uh, we only look thin. We only look thin.com. And uh, have a great week. Bye. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.